Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life. One to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. Hey team, it's Michelle and April. So glad to be back here on the podcast. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. Happy Wednesday. Happy oh, actually, Wednesday. y'all can be listening to this at any time, but if it's Wednesday, happy Wednesday. If not, then just <laughs> happy in- day. interpret whatever day it is and hope you're having a great one. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about women supporting or helping women. For as long as I can remember, I have just loved the idea of some sort of sisterhood. I have a sister. She's eight years older than I than I am. Um, you know, kind of my obviously biological sister. And one of her favorite stories to tell, especially around my birthday, is that she would, in her prayers at night, like pray that she got a little sister. And so I came along, and so we obviously have that bond, and that's kind of a wonderful thing. But because she's eight years older than I am, and you know, we don't live close to each other at all anymore. I think you kind of have to go through life and form different forms of sisterhood and have bonds with other women. And I remember, you know, as a girl, it was kind of like, oh, the girls that are on your soccer team or your cheer squad or your dance team or um, your group at church or whatever it is. And kind of having this this bond of just knowing that kind of you're having these shared experiences and creating kind of a camaraderie and a, and a bond there. Um, and this is not saying, this episode is not saying that there's no connection like that with, with males. It's just saying that there's a different connection and one that I feel is valuable and really important um, that kind of crosses, you know, uh, ages and um, phases of life and um, even kind of his- histories and different things in there that I really think are valuable and have a different impact on our lives with females than they do with our male counterparts. So nothing against men, nothing yeah. against our male relationships, but this is just speaking to the importance of women and how that feels different to have a female mentor or friendship or um, presence in your life than it does for a male one. Mm-hmm. I know when I first learned <laughs> that there was such thing as female OBGYNs, <laughs> I know that sounds really laughable, but there was a time when, you know, growing up, I had never heard, uh, there just weren't a lot of female doctors in the community I grew up that I was aware of anyways. And so when I first heard that there, that that was even an option to go to a female OBGYN, I was like, I sign me up for that because I just feel there's just a different feel to have a woman uh, by your side for those kinds of things. And, you know, that's just one tiny example. But there is something about womanhood and sisterhood. And I know that there's been times in my life personally where maybe I didn't feel all that connected to a group or to to other women in some way. And then I have had times when I when I have and I think the probably one of the biggest reasons that I, that I, in those seasons when I didn't feel connected or maybe felt a little isolated, a lot of that I think was just internal fear. My own fear of not being uh, good enough or worthy or capable of um, being included in some way. I just felt separate or not, not as good Mm -hmm. in some way as, as other people. And having sort of that comparison lens. Yeah, well, you have, sometimes I think you can let the self-doubt creep in Mm -hmm. and affect a lot of things, including relationships in your life. I think that, like, you're going back to the 
OBGYN mm-hmm. part. I think that there's so much like sisterhood that, you know, when you're, when you get your first period and all of a sudden you're like exposed and open to this whole new level of things that you're like, Oh, all these women around me, all these other people, like they know how this feels. They know what this is like. They know mm-hmm. where I'm at with this. And it's kind of this, like kind of a little bit of shared experience, yeah, a little rite of passage, yeah, a little rite of passage, <laughs> but it's kind of this, like the supporting sisterhood, right? Um, my wonderful sister-in-law was hiking Mount Timpanogos this past summer and she was up on like one of the high ledge places where you're kind of like single file and she was trying to, a uh, group was coming down and then their group was kind of going up and so they're trying to pass each other and this woman saw her, that she was another female and said, oh my goodness, do you happen to have a tampon? And my sister-in-law was like, shoot, I don't have a tampon, but I do have a pad. And she said it was just like this ongoing conversation of, yes, like, I will help you. I see you. I know you need me. Like, here we are. Bonded. Totally bonded. And I, I like, I just loved that. I just loved that. That is just, again, this physical shared experience that you know how it feels. You know where it is. You've, you've been there. Yeah. Um, and when you're coming, going back to you know, the comparison and competition, I will never forget I have this um kind of older mentor she's quite a few years older than I am but um we grew up in the same neighborhood and she became a cheerleader at BYU and she came home to visit at some point in time and reached out to me and said I think you would love this and I was um not quite in high school at the time um but she said I really think you should put this as something that you would be able to do I think you'd love it and she just full-on took me under her wing she helped me get down to the tryouts she you know put it on my radar as something that I could accomplish she gave me a place to stay when I was down there trying out for this team she helped me practice she was like my number one literal cheerleader and she was amazing and I will never forget kind of like the Hmm. the courage that she gave me to go after a dream and to like believe in me in a way that she didn't have to do that she didn't have to like become this mentor and this person mm. that could reach out and say like, Hey, I see this in you and I think you would love it. And like, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you. And so I think that like Michelle said, a lot of times when we, when we don't feel worthy or capable or interested in having women supported relationships in our lives, I think a lot of it comes from um, maybe a level of competition or fear, insecurity, well, and if you've had some experiences that have maybe been hurtful, painful, traumatic in some way, it's very easy, I think, to generalize and assume that this is how other women and girls are. Like there's sort of a stigma of like cat fights or competition or that, you know, mean girls. Yeah, there's sort of that stigma or like the clicks, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think if that's your lens, then that's your, going to be your experience. But if you can sort of, you know, have that belief be a little flexible, like we mm-hmm. talked about recently, flexible beliefs and open to the idea that there's possibly, in fact, there for sure are people out there who are kind and loving and that we all actually really need each other. And it's it's a lie to think that anyone is just a certain way and we all are in need of the same love support unity connection and belonging yes absolutely um okay so that brings us to our first takeaway which is for the mind our mind takeaway today is seek support and ditch competition Mm -hmm. i love the idea of women finding other women to support. Like I gave that example with the girl that helped me kind of um, move into a collegiate cheer squad position. Mm -hmm. 
But I think that when we, when women share their stories and their hearts and their support and their experiences and are able to, um, look at other women and give their perspective and kind of their leadership and their mentorship, um, truly amazing things happen in our lives. And that, that's so vital. That's so important to have another female look at you and have the empathy and the compassion to support you and to help you. It's, I mean, it's kind of unparalleled, right? Yeah. Super special. So even if you haven't had that experience in your life, I bet it was just as fulfilling for her to be in that role as it was for you to receive that. And so the giving and receiving is both important. And I think we are filled and lifted either way. You know, they say a rising tide lifts all ships. And I love that saying so much. Oh, I, I do too. It, Amen. It applies. It totally applies. And you kind of heard, you know, your light isn't dimmed because hers is bright. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that too. I just think that the, the if you shine bright and you can help a person next to you, then I think everyone can be in that light and can benefit from it, right? Yeah, I remember one time when I was at an event with my husband and I remember this one woman walking in with somebody and I remember just noticing how beautiful and bright she looked and immediately I felt less than. Immediately I felt somehow threatened and I remember just thinking like, that's interesting and I don't like that. Like, why am I allowing this to be my experience of this person who seems beautiful and wonderful? Like, why am I allowing myself to be feel threatened by that? And, and it kind of stuck with me. It, it was troubling. And I realized later, you know, that that's all it was, was my own fear. And just because, like you said, just because somebody is bright or beautiful doesn't mean that you're not also. And being able to genuinely trust and believe that all of us are equally worthy and powerful and beautiful and capable and we all have something to offer the world, that that has been something that I've had to intentionally work on genuinely believing about myself because those insecurities and doubts have a tendency to creep in and if if we can sort of switch that lens to just appreciating the beauty of all, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a more fun place to live than in that place of fear that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. When you talked about the comparison as well, um, when our brain is sort of in that mode of one up, one down, or sort of a hierarchy of some sort, I've just recently learned that we're more likely to be in that brain space if we haven't had enough serotonin, like the feel good hormones in our bodies, which I think is so fascinating. And I think two times in my life where I have really felt um, amazing and good. And usually it's when you've had like situations like maybe a big belly laugh with a group of friends. There's no one up, one down. You're all just having this great time together. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's been at times when maybe I can think of times when I was having like a spiritual experience with a group of people and there's no one up, one down. Like we're just all having this incredible experience together. Or maybe I was in a fun dance class and we were boogieing or dancing like when you're not feeling self-conscious and there's no one up, one down. Like we're all just having a good time. And so it's those moments of building that serotonin that you are not in hierarchy mode at all in Mm -hmm. those moments. And so being able to 
recognize that, that if you are feeling kind of the one up, one down, like, okay, well, maybe I haven't had my dose of serotonin. Maybe it's time to find something to kind of boost those feel good chemicals in my body so that I don't fall into that sort of default lower brain space. Sure. And that's kind of like a good time to check in and be like, okay, and I can think of a good example for myself personally. Last summer, I went on a girl's trip that I just love so much. We replayed it again this year because it was so awesome. It was with Michelle and our other friend, Stephanie. And we were taking this dance class. And Michelle and Stephanie are both phenomenal dancers. And they, they teach dance fitness. And it had been a while, you know, since I had taken a class like that. And we were in this class and we were learning. And while we were doing it, we were having so much fun. And I wasn't thinking about comparison. And I wasn't thinking about, a, you know, a hierarchy situation or anything. It was just, it was amazing. It was so much fun. And we all walked out of it loving it. And then we went back to the hotel a little bit later <laughs> and we decided to start recording. Like we wanted to videotape and yep, remember. We wanted to like, videotape remember, remember this. Let's remember this. And they, I had already put my, showered and put my pajamas on. And immediately I just kind of was like, oh, well, no, you guys are all still like ready. And, you know, I just, I, I, I made myself feel less than almost immediately. And I was like, well, I, I don't really remember it very well. I'm not going to look good. And you, you're, y'all are going to look so much better. And... I just kind of sat on the side and thought, no, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Like, we'll just let you two, who are both really good dancers and can totally just knock this out. You do it. Your video will look so good and it won't have the likes of pajama clad me in it. And <laughs> No, but it's so great with you in it. Oh, of course, they were it. like, no, no, we should not. <laughs> but of course they were like, no, you should come. You should do this with us. And I was absolutely in my head comparing my lack of dancing ability really to theirs instead of just getting out there and having fun and being a part of the the situation and I wish I would have in hindsight I really wish I would have had the thought here of being like okay serotonin like take a deep breath get some water re-situation this get out of your head get back mm-hmm. into this friendship and you know, be yourself, which is, um, a stark contrast in this year's girls trip, which we just got back Mm. from this week. And I didn't feel that feeling at all. Any of the moments we were there, it was a complete, um, you know, fun time, meld of chemistry. Like we had, we had a good time. And I think a lot of it was because I was just able to be out of my head. Right. Mm. Serotonin, my friends. Mm -hmm. So, okay. A couple of ways that we can look to serotonin. Boost, boost the, boost, boost that up, the serotonin, right? help well, us out. I know that sounds kind of like crazy, but it totally makes sense. Uh, well, let's move into our body takeaway. Okay. So this just kind of goes into body. Okay. Let's move into the body. Recap the mind takeaway, seek support and ditch competition. Yes. What they say, comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. Ah, it totally is. And especially in friendships and relationships with other women. And oh, it, it goes Rather than, you know, if we compare talents, we compare homes, we compare children, we compare um, all sorts of things. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have no comparison because that wouldn't make you human at all. I'm just saying that when it comes to your female friendships, check yourself often and rein that in and realize that the rising tide lifts all ships. Uh, oh, I have a, another example. I'm just going to say real quick. All of this have to do with dance classes. Interesting. <laughs> um, I was taking a dance class and there was a girl that came in and I didn't see her when we were learning the dance. She was a little bit behind me and she came up to me. It was so complimentary, which was so kind. It was like, oh my goodness, you're so talented. You're so great at this. Uh, you know, have you been dancing for a long time? And she was so wonderful to me. 
And then we, we then we kind of broke into little groups and I got to watch her dance and oh, holy cow, it should have been me telling her how good of a dancer she was. Like she was phenomenal. Like she just lit up the whole entire room. I was like, dang, that girl is amazing. And you could tell that she, it was like camaraderie that she wanted, right? She, it was kind of like a cheer for each other type situation. It wasn't a competitive thing. I just so much appreciated that you can be the person that supports and lifts and is a part of that and you can still shine in your own right. Mm, what a good example. I really like that. Which puts, okay. puts us to a quote. Yes, supporting others makes our bond grow even more because supporting and honoring someone else matters. It not only affirms them but creates a relationship that is rooted in trust, love, and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Okay, now moving on to our body. And let's continue along with a little bit of that serotonin talk, yes, Michelle. since we're talking body chemicals. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the takeaway for the body is to make contact and be seen. So what we mean by this, by making contact... If we're going to support each other, obviously there has to be connection and contact of some sort. And this, for me, I love physical contact. I love in-person interaction. I love hugs. I love touching. Um, But whether or not that's even an option, you know, phone calls, uh, chats, whatever, visits in any form, in order for us to support one another, we cannot be isolated from each other. And I think sometimes when we get going about our lives and our schedules and you know, if we get caught up in our own fears, it's very easy to live a very isolated life and to not be making contact or be being seen by those around us. And I know I've for sure experienced that where there's very little um, interaction, you know, with those around me or loved ones or whatever. In fact, this is an area that I want to grow in a little bit, actually, mm. is reaching out more to just my own my own family, actually, mm-hmm. and my own um, just my neighborhood and the people in my in my church congregation. I feel like I'd like to actually. So that'll be my takeaway. Spoiler okay. alert. Well, good. Yeah, you've already chosen it. That, but, I, oh, see, I love it. I love that that spoke to you immediately. Yes, it did. But here's uh, back to the serotonin. One thing that helps boost our serotonin or bring it up is things like physical contact, like massage or like dancing, or it's a physical thing that can really help boost those levels and keep us out of that place of comparison and help us to feel supported and help us to support others. Mm, I love that. Um, I love that there's kind of like something that you can do. What did you tell me? Carbs? Yes. They told me, I, I liked that. Obviously, I remember that part. I was like, how do I boost serotonin? Carbs. Yes. Carbs. Carbs. <laughs> Go have a carb share with a friend that will totally boost your serotonin. And it's also my love language, sharing food with people I love. Especially if they make it for me. Yeah. That's even better. better. <laughs> but there is statistics and research done on physical touch and hugging. And I know that that's not an option necessarily in this world all the time right now. But just to be aware that, you know, maybe the people that are in your household, get more hugs from them. Eight second hugs is the thing mm-hmm. where it really does then trigger those feel good chemicals in your body and helps you stay in that place where it's not only good for your physical health. I mean, it, it boosts your immunity. It does other good things with your blood pressure and you can look it up. There's a bunch of things about physical health, but it's mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Just having that connection, the studies on being isolated are a little bit grim when people feel isolated, the mortality rates are higher, the illness rates are higher, and there's just something really powerful and important about us being in contact with each other. Yes. And I know not everyone is like a hugger. (laughs) 
I know a lot of people that really are I not huggers. I understand that. <laughs> I totally am a hugger. And that's something that we kind of talked about last week of like creating your own purpose, like coming up with that, right? Mm. I created my own ability to just hug everybody. And that's just the way I am. And I totally love it. And um, right now, coronavirus has made things very hard. So this is what I learned. Good. You put your arms out. And then if they come to you, then you hug them. Oh. So then it's their choice. Oh, that's good. Which is a good idea because I have hugged somebody before who was like really badly sunburnt and I didn't know and I felt really bad about it afterwards. I'm like, I should have let them come to me. Oh, I understand that. Just put your arms out. If you're hanging out there, it could be wonderful or super awkward. If not, you can just give yourself your own special hug. (laughs) Super, just lean into that awkwardness. There you go. But I think that if you're not in a position, especially right now with the pandemic, where you have people, other people in your home, or, you know, people that you, hopefully there is someone that you can see that you can have some physical contact and kind of that touch with. I think the second part of, so make contact. So that could be physical contact. That can be emotional connection. And I think that's the same thing with being seen. Being seen, like literally, you know, physically see someone, maybe from six feet away, maybe outside, maybe with a mask on, all of those things. But also to allow yourself to be seen um, as a person, as an individual, uh, as a friend. And I think that is can take time and it can take a lot of vulnerability and it can put you in a hard spot. But I think that in order to share experiences, to share wisdom, to pass so many of those things on to another person and another female, especially women, is to allow yourself to be seen. Yeah. There's a columnist, David Brooks, who said, many of our society's great problems flow from people not feeling seen and known. There is a core trait that we all have to get better at, and that is the trait of seeing each other deeply and being deeply seen. And that is a quote from um, Michelle Craig's talk at the last general conference from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She quoted that from that columnist. And man... The trait of seeing each other deeply and deeply being seen. Mm-hmm. That is huge. That's all. I mean, that's really all, all we really want in life is to be seen. You just want to be noticed. You want to be um, validated. You want to feel adequate. You want to be important to have purpose and to have worth. And I think when you feel like you are seen, you are heard, you are valued, that is, that's all we really want. Like, that's huge. And to think that you have the ability to do that, I think, with people in your family with people in your life but then also I think a step further out into some of those friendships and those relationships is quite the potential Mm -hmm. yeah all right let's move up let's recap so for the body it's make contact and be seen so for our purpose the takeaway is give love and receive love so where this came from, we have a wonderfully wise friend. Her name is Meg and we're going to have her on here, you know, hopefully very soon for an interview. She's and a life, she's certified, a life, certified life. life coach. She's awesome. Full of amazing things. And she's going to have awesome takeaways for us. But she said that you should ask yourself, are you in a position where you need to give more love or where you can allow yourself to receive more love? And Michelle and I both kind of like jaws dropped, like, wow, yeah. yeah. It's a really great thing to be able to ask yourself. Yeah. And going a step further into friendships are, is there someone that you could give more love to in your life? And is, do you need to practice receiving love from that person or, um, you know, from, from friendships, from things? 
in your life? Yeah, I think that that's such a relevant question to sit and notice because there are, I think, places in our life where maybe offering or being able to open up to a little more love to give to someone would serve us very well. If there's somebody that feels very frustrating in your life or if there's some sort of resistance against some person that, you ha- that you're feeling, being able to just soften a little bit into a more loving space and allowing people to have the permission to make their choices can feel very useful. But I think for many of us, the being able to receive love might be more of a challenge than, than, than we realize. I think a lot of us maybe unconsciously, subconsciously have felt unworthy or unable or un not good enough in some way to truly genuinely receive the love that is available to us, whether it's just from ourselves or from heavenly parents or heavenly helpers, from our our spouses or our families, being able to believe that we are worthy of the kind of love that we're worthy of, I think is a really powerful question. And to notice if that's something that would benefit us to be able to receive more of and and what's blocking that yeah I think as women we have a lot of times um difficulty in receiving help in receiving support Mm -hmm. and it might come from a little bit of independence of you know I can do this myself but why do we think we need to do it ourselves is it because we don't want to put someone out is it because we don't want to be judged is it because we don't think that we're worthy of it? Is it because we don't think that the cause that we're needing help with is worthy? Is it because we're embarrassed? You know, what are what are the things behind that? And maybe to break those down a little bit and to think, you know, it is it is so much harder, I think, to receive than it is to give. Um, I think of on the super very superficial level, just straight up gifts. Um, for a long time, it was really hard for me to open gifts in front of people. Mm. It made me feel really um, kind of sheepish while I was grateful for what they were giving me. It was always kind of like, oh, uh, I don't know why. I, maybe I shouldn't be. I, I feel silly that you gave me this. Yeah. <laughs> that, that you thought I, I should have this gift. Yeah. I've since gotten over that. <laughs> And I, I, I love it. I love um, having that kind of that, that bond and the connection with being able to receive because I want to work on receiving well so that when I give, I can give just as much as I am receiving. Mm-hmm. So that feels, that feels more equal in that. I think that has a lot to do with, you know, friendship too. I think you can only give as deeply as you can receive. And so it might take a lot of work to be able to receive love and to receive friendship, to receive support, to allow yourself to have that. But I think it will make you so much more of a giving person. And we all want to be giving people. Naturally. Yes, like that like that comes easily to a lot of people is to, is to be able to give. I think that receiving and um, sometimes takes some effort. Mm-hmm. But when you are the giver and someone else is a gracious receiver, that's a beautiful exchange. And so when you can be the gracious receiver, when someone else is wanting to genuinely give, then you get to experience that beautiful exchange from the other side. And I think that in order for there to be givers, there has to be receivers. That is key. Yeah. That is so true. It kind of reminds me of 
again, like my wonderful friend who you said she probably got out of as much of that experience giving as she, as I did on the receiving mm-hmm. end. And I had never, ever thought about that way because I was just so grateful to be the receiver there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is, there is, there's so much connection and so much of a good bond in, in giving. And I think I found my takeaway. I'm totally going to do purpose. Do it. I love that. So awesome. Okay. Just to recap, the mind takeaway. Seek support and ditch competition. For the body, make contact and be seen. And for the purpose, give love and receive love. Oh, I love it. So for our takeaways, or no, those are our takeaways. So for our say it out, shout it out loud challenge, my goodness. For the shout it out loud challenge, I'm choosing the body to make contact and to be seen. I want to be more connected to various people in my life. So I'm going to, I'm going to reach out a little bit more. I'm going to be a little more seen. Okay. Put that step, that foot forward. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm going to do the purpose and I'm going to ask myself, is there someone I need to work on giving more love to? And, um, do I need to practice receiving love as well? Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being here today. Yeah. Hopefully one of those things, you know, kind of sparked something in your mind that would help you in your life or would allow you. We're totally here to improve confidence to, Help you find that within yourself and recognize that and have that be the forefront of your decision making and of the way that you live. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it to your stories. Tag us in it. We would love to see what you're sharing and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you are changing the world.